Welcome to the Conversation Starters. This is a podcast about getting beyond small talk and into better conversations with anyone. I'm Hannah. And I'm Karina. And today we're going to be talking about staying in touch long distance. But first, we'll do our question of the week. Okay, so here's our question. If your life was a path from beginning to end, what kind of terrain are you on right now? Or in other words, what is the path like? Is it difficult? Is it easy to see? This is a good question for a kind of a visual, creative person. Um, and it's a good way to catch up with someone. I really like this question. I think it might be my favorite. I love this question as well. And I and I love the variety of what you can get in a group because the, what people's what people's minds go to, it's really like funny and light and mm-hmm. yet you're willing to share or reference things that are difficult you know mm-hmm. yeah it's nice it's you're kind of decoding their imagery yeah exactly actually this question would be a good question to use with your friends who are long distance or far away from you kind of to check on check up on each other and maybe make it a tradition to just use it from time to time and be like, so how's the terrain looking like right now? Okay, so let's start off this topic with just a quick note, um, kind of in praise of low-maintenance friendships. Amen. <laughs> what I mean by this is, like, we are going to share a lot of really creative tips, things that uh, you all sent to us and things we've been thinking about. When we talk about maintaining communication with someone long distance, it requires a lot of effort and intentionality. And it also requires both of you to be available for it. And so I I think we wanted to just make a little note here that so many people have really, really valuable relationships that don't involve this much communication or even need it. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who uh, recently visited me, actually, and uh, we don't really stay in touch so intensely um, when we're far away from each other. We maybe we will text from time to time, uh, maybe once, twice every three months. But um, what we do is whenever we can, we will meet up and we try to visit each other whenever we can, maybe once per year or twice per year if it's possible. And we catch up very, very intentionally and... Uh, like very intentionally, I will not check my phone for three days when I'm with her. And uh, Hannah knows that because I didn't see your messages. <laughs> but I I will really intentionally catch up with her and we will be extremely vulnerable with each other, talk about everything and anything that comes to our minds. And then for the rest of the year, we will not talk a lot, but we know that the next time we're, we have the opportunity, we will see each other and we will do the same thing again. Yes, exactly. Okay, that aside, let's assume you are two people that are definitely committed to staying in touch. So what are some ways you can do this well? So we asked you, our listeners, um, for ideas on this topic, and we got some great stuff. So let's just get started. You know, as a Lebanese, you have family. It's very, it's pretty normal um, to have family abroad. Me, as a person who is not very good with uh, phones, like I'm not really good at keeping contact. I may think of someone and not text or call because I just don't know. Sometimes it kind of stresses me out. You know that they care about you. You know that they love you. But, you know, sometimes you understand that life gets really busy. And and when you're apart, it, 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 
you know, you're a part. Uh, establish the plan beforehand. So if you are, if you know you're going to be moving somewhere and you know you're not going to be seeing this person for a long time, make sure that you communicate with them before you leave. Meet up with them, figure out, okay, we're going to use this app, we're going to, you know, this is how you work the app. Spontaneity goes away. And, and so you, you need to in sort of counter that with a, with a routine of every week or every day or... Talk once a week to have a schedule. I think that it's kind of intimate because it's your time, you know? I think that's a nice strategy. Like Sunday morning, the video call. It doesn't matter how long it is. But even if you don't have time, you can have a two minutes video call. Hey, hey, because it's your time and say, What's up? Have a good day. Bye. I've put a shortcut on my on my screen, on my home screen, for every friend that I would like to stay in touch with. I go through that folder and uh, check the names of my friends and see which one have I not been in contact with for a long time. It's more about um, you know having having this understanding that you both care about each other and you all. Um, have that commitment that once you're together in one country you're definitely gonna you know see each other you're gonna definitely gonna hang out you can definitely connect I feel really humbled by these messages <laughs> scheduling calls is such an honoring thing and such a beautiful way to stay in contact but I'm so bad at it and I have not been able to do that with any of my friends consistently over a long time. I'm I'm really similar. I have always struggled with scheduled calls and I also felt very surprised at how many people said they do this. Yeah. It's always been like, yeah, we'll call every Monday and then every Monday we'll send each other an SMS saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't call or something like, I feel bad. And then we feel bad about it for the next week. And then the next week when we forget, we feel bad about it again. <laughs> now I try to just think of my friends more often. I try to remember people I'm thankful for on a regular basis. And whenever I remember these people or whenever I see something that reminds me of my friends, I will send them a, a spontaneous message and be like, oh, look what I saw. Look how I remembered you. And just make the person know that you are thinking of them. That being said, I do want to point out that I heard from a professional once that um, scheduling a call with someone can be really good for mental health because it allows the person to look forward to something um, that they have certainty about in the future, especially if they live in a lot of uncertainty and if they live in a lot of um, changing situations where they feel a lot of anxiety, it can be really helpful to schedule a call on a regular basis with that person to help them have something um, kind of secure in their future that they can always look forward to. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things that I think is most clear listening to the messages is that um, you really have to tailor the platform and the routine to the people. So, and sometimes this requires trying five different things and just mm -hmm. saying, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't been, you know, making our calls. Can we try voice messages for a while? I recently downloaded an app called Discord, which is an app that gamers use. And even though I'm not a gamer myself, um, 
I told my friend, like, I would be willing to download Discord and look at what you're doing so that I'm more involved with what she's interested in and then I can maybe become interested back. I don't know. A lot of my friends have introduced me to new things. We decided that we love Survivor, a reality TV show, and it airs once a week, but we may not both be able to watch it live when it airs. So I wanted to be able to text her without sending any spoilers. So what I decided to do is text her, but using only GIF reactions. And so they would be somehow tied to what was happening in the show, but if she wasn't able to watch live, it also didn't include any spoilers. And then when she would watch it, she could text me back or she could send me GIFs. And it's just been really fun and a way that's really helped provide a consistent rhythm and continuity in our friendship. For sure, Skype calls, seeing that person face to face. Always go for the call. Always go for the call. Video calls, voice calls are always better than text. Seeing each other is important because, you know, that's where the, the details come in. And then he realized I was online, so he just called me out of the blue. He video called me and I was really glad for that because I, I could uh, also see his face. A good tip is to know your limits. Don't try calling everyone all the time. Don't try calling everyone you know, calling three people every week. I've tried it before uh, and it does not work. Uh, it's, it's tiring and it's, it just adds so much more into your, into your planning and it can be very stressful. WhatsApp is great, so I can send a message anytime I'm free. I just record whenever I have time. The other person listens to the recording whenever the other person has time and then answers. I just talk about what's on my mind and I even mention like small details about my daily life or about things that are coming up or even coming up in traffic or what I see. And so this way she kind of gets um, an insight in my routines and I think this is so helpful. When we get together, like with this friend, I especially feel we don't have to catch up, but we can actually talk about like things, like topics. I would just send a quick message to say, this has come up and it's made me think of you. And I've always, always, always had positive responses to that, even if it's been like six months or a year since I last spoke to that person. I think my advice would be just don't think. Whenever you want to connect to a person, just just go, just do it, just text them, just, just call them. They are gonna really appreciate that. Who's writing letters? Come on, somebody I am. is. I am. Do you write letters? <laughs> I love writing letters. I, I love writing random letters and writing uh, and sending packages. I think it's one of the most beautiful things to receive a package in the mail and open it and just it will make my week if I get a package from my friend <laughs> so I I try to do it on a regular oh, basis oh wow okay that's very impressive I am full of good intentions when it comes to sending things and that's all I'll say about that um, <laughs> but honestly it's not easy to write letters in the Middle East yeah but if you got a thank you note after my wedding like a year late you know that the Middle East is not a good excuse for me okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I get it postcards or uh, or small small things like a package full of sweets snacks and specialties from where I'm living to one of my friends and whenever I knew someone was having a baby or getting married, 
maybe send a special gift. Um, a third way, which I thought was quite amazing when I moved from Germany to Lebanon, a friend of mine uh, gave me a bag with basically a bunch of letters in them. And those letters had different dates on them. Um, so for Christmas or for Easter, and I had to open those letters on those dates and each letter contained a, a short message and a challenge in it. And uh, I basically had to complete that challenge and send a picture back. And it, it was a, f a nice way to, to stay in contact and to stay in touch. Uh, of course, they were limited, but um, it was a nice, I think those letters lasted over maybe two years, uh, which was pretty amazing. One, th one thing that I really appreciate is when you can find a way to make um, the person who is um, at a distance actually more valuable, not despite the distance, but because of it. Because I think that sometimes um, a person who's a little bit removed from your day-to-day -day situation can actually be a bit of a relief or maybe mm. there's a different amount of privacy especially if you've mm -hmm. known them for a long time maybe they're the only one like maybe no one around you knows you from the past but you still have this person who gets you That's or true. maybe um for example i think often i have some degree of um, collaboration or accountability or something where me and another friend we're both like we have some kind of project and we are just kind of checking in with each other okay did you put some work in on this like how's it going and encourage one another on that like i think i think having developing those types of relationships i think you know again it can match the relationship you have with the person and also sometimes that's kind of a niche that a person that is with you face to face, maybe um, you would end up, you know, doing things together in groups or in different places and you would become more focused on your environment. Whereas someone from far away, it's like we are laser focused on this thing that we've committed to do together. And that can be a huge asset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's true. And I find that as you're saying, like valuing the distance in the friendship, I find that often um, people who are far away from me are able to give me advice on things that I'm living through in a way like in a way that people with me cannot because they are so removed from my context that they can see it so much more objectively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I definitely work through a lot of, I guess, bigger questions or doubts or insecurities with uh, friends that I have long distance because um, they have the combination of a history with me so that it's not coming out of nowhere or kind of threatening how they see me but also because as you say like they're not drawn into the situation themselves um, and so their perspective is really valuable. It's important for me to to keep thinking what would I like my friends to ask me or what would I like my friends to be interested in for my life and, and ask them the same thing. Asking good questions of people that are far away, they might have a different cultural experience and it really helps me to understand what they're going through or the situation and the livelihood that they're living, what that looks like. I like, I like to um, pray for my friends and um, so basically I, I, I stay in contact with them, ask what's up with them and, and then pray for them. Um, I'm a Christian and um, so I think that's also a 
good way to think about your friends and to um, basically a way of caring for them and to yeah have them on your mind and also to 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 text them then and, and ask how that situation was going so they aren't living life beside you and they can't pick up on your emotions or things happening in your area um, so just being vulnerable and a little bit more bold than you might be in a local friendship and just saying things like hey this really hard thing is going on in my life and i need to talk to you about it what are your thoughts and you find yourself walking through some of your most important moments of your life together and so your friendship just continues to build on that One thing I've been thinking about a lot, um, not just in this context, but just in general, is I guess the idea of holding on to the reality of the other person. And by that, I mean the fact that like I'm speaking to you right now. We're on a WhatsApp call as we record this. And like when when we're texting back and forth, you know, every once in a while to just keep that reality of like this is a person living a life completely separate from you with their own mind and their own hopes and their own all of this even when you're like very very close to someone like in a marriage your your um your impression of them is so constantly battered around by your own like ideal idealizing them or what you worry about them or what you're annoyed you're putting your own filters on them constantly and um anyway so i've just been thinking about this like authentically connecting with a person and I think when we talk about long distance you can definitely lose the reality of the person yes yes we we also we also have to be really intentional about this um just working on the podcast we often are can in contact about what we want to do next what we're the subject that we're talking about and we have to be very intentional about asking each other hey how was your day what's new with you or sometimes we just have to go ahead and tell the other person hey today was my this and this and um and we have to just take time and remember hannah's also a person and i need to care about her not just about the podcast with her <laughs> yeah exactly and i and i think another layer to this that that i keep thinking about is um, I mean, this can be personality or whatever. I think it's human nature. When I hear that someone I care about is grieving or going through something hard that doesn't impact me, and when you're talking long distance, this is often the case, I could just walk away from my phone as if that didn't happen. And I appreciate a few different people sent us something where they talked about praying for the person. And, you know, I, I know that there is a kind of... Um, like a polite way, the hashtag thoughts and prayers where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm aware of your situation and tell me how it goes. But I know that I've experienced at different times, um, like just committing to be alone and, and, and just visualize and think about what my friend is going through and actually just ask the hard questions and pray for them in a way of saying like, how can you let this happen? You know, and I, and I think... I mean, to think about it as if you could literally take on some of the burden of their grief. Um, I, I just feel like the the times that I have gone that far in how I am thinking and visualizing what they're going through, it has changed the relationship completely. Because after that, if I ask them a question or I, you know, respond to what they're going through, 
it is not trite. It is not just a throwaway basic response. I have been really thinking about it. And obviously this takes emotion and time and everything. And and I'd love to hear other thoughts on this. Like what what can you do to really stay aware of the reality of the other person in their life, that what they're going through, when it's so easy to just leave them in a sort of compartment on your phone or whatever, where whatever they're going through is so removed from you that you don't have to emotionally engage. And I think this is one of my big challenges, is making time for contact with people we live in such a busy world and we are addicted to busy lifestyles it's crazy um and i i've been uh, thinking about this uh, subject in my life about unhurrying my life and making time for the things that matter and making time for catching up and really giving them the time that they deserve in my life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Whether that means you cultivate something that's really special with the two of you or you just find a better way to integrate them into your life rather than having just all these scattered, hey, how are you, like very little um, like further conversation. Um, another plug for our own uh, project, you can check out our Instagram at The Conversation yes. Starters and steal all of our questions just just share them. Just share them with people. I don't have any other incentive for asking you to do this, of course. But <laughs> so uh, we have loved getting your messages, your responses, and I absolutely love getting the story replies from you guys. Um, we would love if you could share our account, share our questions uh, on social media and with your friends and. Tell us how people react, comment in our Instagram posts. It really helps us to reach more people, but it also makes us really, really happy when we get responses <laughs> and it helps us to make better content. Yeah. And if you are enjoying the podcast, if you could leave us a review, well, I don't think we've asked for that yet, but that would be great. It helps people find us, but probably our biggest our biggest hope is that you use the questions or use any of this as an excuse to talk to someone. I mean, I think we depend on word of mouth um, for sharing this podcast more than anything because that's literally the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and participating in this conversation. And we'll talk to you next time. I really want to shout out these guys who sent us their responses because, ladies, all of you who have been saying, oh, guys, do not stay in contact. Guys, don't do this. Guys, don't do that. Please listen to these amazing guys who are so intentional about staying in contact and learn from them. <laughs>